What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Yeah. I, mean, I, I put on the talk show. And for Ann, I do want to go over um, what I was just reading from my nephew uh, for the uh, seven steps, you know, uh, which I didn't, you know, was gave me great uh, clarification. Seven steps, deliverance from any type of uh, demon attack. So um, and this was a, a really good booklet I came across, um, and I want to go over this prayer. So, God, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for prayer warriors. We thank you, God, for praying people, Heavenly Father. God, we give you all the praise. We give you the honor. We thank you, God, for the privilege of prayer, Heavenly Father. We come yes, to with this horrific situation in, on this earth, God, where people are uh, over, overlooking, uh, uh, they won't have much of a choice because so many people are being victimized by eugenics, genocide, uh, human research uh, obstruction, scientific obstructions, human research experimentation, rather, and all kinds of mind control programming, electromagnetic weaponry, electronic attack psychotronic weapons, weapons being, uh, science being used as a, as a, as a satanic force to c- control, destroy, and assassinate innocent people. God, we bind that stuff up, and we thank you, God, that in your word there's always remedy. Heavenly Father, science is being used now to literally advance the uh, demon possession uh, mind control program in the monarch program of innocent people. We bind that spirit up. We, we bind up everything associated with mind, with demons having uh, uh, trying to usurp authority over you. Yes, Lord. We particularly bind, rebuke, Heavenly Father, and we just cast that thing out straight to the desert where it came from, this spirit, that evil, wicked, tormentation demon, and that torture demon. Controlling people, trying to deceive people to turn away from God by torturing them. I bind that demon up in the name of Jesus Christ. I bind it to the back to the yes, from. I bind up everything associated with torture and tormentation, Heavenly Father. Every targeted individual that's being uh, uh, tortured, tormented, and 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 condemned for praising God, for worshiping God, being forced to not even be able to pray, or or whatever situations that these demons are using to try to deter people from God. God, I bind that spirit up in the name of Jesus. I call attention to it. I call God's people to do something on this earth, God's will, according to God's will, to get rid of eugenics, to get rid of uh, genocide, to get rid of human research experimentation without people's knowledge or consent in the name of Jesus. I bind up every scientific obstruction associated with demon possession, with controlling humans. We're trying to reverse biblical history, biblical authority that humans have authority over demons, and they're creating, they're trying to reverse biblical authority by having demons 
having authority over humans. I bind that demon up in the name in the name of Jesus. I send that demon back to where it came from. I bind up everything associated with with curses, with spells, with every occult, everything associated with the dark forces. I please the blood of Jesus on it, Heavenly Father. Everything associated with blocked incomes, uh, sabotaging people's uh, reputation, sabotaging people's uh, livelihood in the name of Jesus. Black in the name of Jesus. I bind that stuff up, and I thank you, God, that through this, though the devil meant it for bad, that God will always make something work out for good. But we find out our strength, our health, and our income comes from the Most High God. I thank you, God, for being a provider that you are, Heavenly Father. I thank you, God, for being the greatest counselor that can be. I bind up the spirit of legal abuse, legal fraud, deception, oppression, uh, uh, debt collection, fraud, trying to just take people's money away, trying to create debt slaves, mind control slaves, demon-possessed slaves. You name it, the team is doing it, and we're here to please the blood of Jesus, to bind it, rebuke it, send it back to the pits it came from, to dismantle every bit of that type of programming, and to dismantle the secrecy curse that comes with that retarded programming in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'd like to say uh, a prayer today, and then I'm going to uh, uh, go over a nice brochure that I came across, and I hope it can help anybody that may be going through this horrific human research experimentation, demonic attacks. They're using science to uh, inflict some type of demon torture, to torture people, to to shake people, to give people seizures, to make people uh, uncomfortable uh, scientifically, uh, Amy had a lot of information on that, and I will have a show with her to go into the details. Uh, the, she called it was pulsation. It, when, once they get the chips in you, they can do uh, some type of pulsation that can really torture a person, and, and we bind that spirit up. But I'll be reading from uh, the Demon Possession Handbook for Human Service Workers. You know, so I'm just glad there is a handbook so human service workers can be uh, familiar with these types of things. Most importantly, there's remedy, and I was very surprised that this um, this book gave very good remedy how to overcome uh, any type of mind control programming, demon possession, uh, demonic attacks. You know, because that's what electronic torture is. That's what psychotronic weapons. All of this basically, it's a bunch of satanists. Uh, on computers, uh, once they get these, uh, whether the chips, nanotechnology in the person, uh, you have a bunch of Satanists that, that you know, as long as they, they worship Satan, <laughs> the Bible clearly tells us we have authority over demon forces. So I don't care how many demons are sitting on these computers, they do need to be arrested. But I'm going to stand on God's word that through prayer, the Holy Spirit is going to bind them demons up, and they're going to have to leave God's people alone. And the curse will be reversed where the uh, biblical pledge will be manifested where God's people have authority over demon forces in Jesus' name. So um, I'm going to go into uh, uh, a little bit about that. Uh, but my, let's, I'll start with this prayer here. This is called One Prayer to Break All Curses, Cast Out Demons, and to Protect Yourself. Breaking all curses. In the name of Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father, come together the 
pray and to ask you, Heavenly Father, to plead the blood of Jesus over all curses that have been placed on innocent people, unbeknownst to many, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we ask you, Heavenly Father, through the blood of Jesus Christ to break and loose each and every person that has been put under any type of governmental curse, governmental program, electronic torture program. We bind it up in the name of Jesus. We we ask you, God, to loose it, to break all curses caused by uh, these sick programs. Uh, we ask you to break all curses that may be caused by habits, charms, hexes, spells, jinxes, psychic powers, government, programming, scientific obstructions, sorcery, witchcraft, pharmaceutical uh, drugs, love potions, psychic prayers, violence, trauma, physical bondages, mental bondages, incest, illegitimacy, abandonment, rejection, divination, any type of generational curse in the family, on both sides of any family, and going back to Adam and Eve. Heavenly Father, we ask you, Lord, to break and loose each and every one of us praying people, Heavenly Father, and our families from any vows made from any person or any occult or psychic sources and any demons coming through the bloodlines. Heavenly Father, cancel all invitations any that have been made to any unclean spirits. Father, we ask you to break and renounce all evil soul piles that have ever have ever been made with lodges, fraternities, sexual partners, close friends, girlfriends, boyfriends, brothers, sisters, parents, grandparents, engagements, cults, occult objects, games, dolls, figurines, junk food, cigarettes, drugs, movies, animes, TV shows, computer games, gambling, porn, and secular music. God, we ask you, Heavenly Father, to renounce these soul ties and declare them destroyed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, God, in Jesus' name. We ask you, God, for forgiveness for any of those uh, sins, whether they're in the bloodline, in the family, however they got there, we ask you, Heavenly Father, to remove them and to for repentance, to wipe it off, and any type of government programming that's using these types of sins or, or these type of engagements, unbeknownst to many, to advance uh, oppression. Heavenly Father, we ask you, God, to renounce, break loose off all each one of our us and our family members from all mm-hmm. folk religions, especially uh, anything that is not of the true God, Heavenly Father. We ask you to renounce unbelief, Heavenly Father. Anyone that any of our family members, Heavenly Father, that don't believe, give them the courage to believe, Heavenly Father. We renounce doubt, lies, fear, hatred, and anger, and we bind and cast out related spirits, Heavenly Father. I renounce breaking loose myself and, and from all demonic subjections to uh, to any family ties, whether it's grandparents, father, mother, or any human being living or dead who has demonstrated in any way against the will of God. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for setting setting me free. Heavenly Father, I command through the blood of Jesus Christ, Satan, to loose all natural resources, land, animals, money, the finances of people who owe us money and all the things that have been stolen from my family and ours through the blessings of Jesus. Father, please send your angels to bring these things back to us in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we ask you, God, to bind the demons and cast out demons that are tormenting innocent people, Heavenly Father. Through the blood of Jesus Christ, I am redeemed out of 
of the devil and all my sins are forgiven. The blood of Jesus Christ is continually cleansing me from all sin. Through the blood of Jesus, I'm justified and made righteous just as if I've never sinned. I'm set apart for God. My body is a temple for the Holy Spirit, redeemed and cleansed by the blood of Jesus. I belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, my body, my soul, and my spirit. His blood protects me from all evil. Satan has no power over me or my family, no more place inside of me. I renounce all evil spirits completely, and I declare to them to be my enemies, Jesus said. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, Mark sixteen seventeen. I am a believer, and in the name of Jesus Christ I exercise my authority and I expel all evil spirits from this bloodline in the name of Jesus Christ. I command yes. these spirits to leave according to the word of God and in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, Father in heaven, please send your Holy Spirit to fill us up in the name of Jesus. Father, when I ask for legions upon legions of angels from heaven in the name of Jesus to rescue all people that are being tormented, Heavenly Father, by demonic force that are praying people. Angels of the Lord at Jesus' command attack every unclean spirit in Jesus' name, particularly on my nephew, Elijah Scott. I bind the principalities, the powers, the rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness, and all the strong demons in the name of Jesus. I command all demons not to transfer, to go exactly where Jesus wants them to go and to do not come back. I cancel all demonic assignments on Elijah Scott, Amy, and anyone that's going through this uh, horrific electronic torture, tormentation demons, demonic attacks. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Okay. In the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father, I separate every foul spirit from, uh, from all the people suffering, namely Elijah Scott, in accordance with the word of God in Hebrews 4.12. I cut every foul spirit from... Uh, all targeted individuals that I've mentioned that are suffering, particularly Elijah Scott, with the sword of the spirit. Unclean spirits, I command you to leave Anne, Amy, Elijah Scott, each and every person being tormented by these horrific demonic spirits. I command you in the name of Jesus to, to manifest and come out in the name of Jesus. Demons, come out of the mouth now and never come back in Jesus' name. Go back to where you came from. I sent Holy Spirit fire to burn them 1,000 times hotter than hell in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Fire all over the room, the floor and the ceiling. Fire from head to toe, hotter and hotter to get out of their bodies in the name of Jesus Christ. Every evil spirit that hears the voice. I command them in the name of Jesus to get out. Mm. Amen. I, Heavenly Father, I rebuke and cast out unclean spirits to the pit and command them never to return in the name of Jesus. Warrior angels, Heavenly Father, we ask you to send them in to hook into the demons and rip them apart. Heavenly Father, send your warrior angels. Send the demons to the pit in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, send your warrior angels to flog the demons, choke them out. Just get them out. Of the, stop the tormentation. Stop the torture demons in the name of Jesus. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for protection, Heavenly Father, even if you're not being victimized by those torture demons. We ask you for protection over over all of us. We ask you, I continually confess my sins, pride, rebellion, self-centeredness, and I come to you as a little lamb. Please help me kill off my old self and praise your name constantly. Wash me clean by the blood of Jesus Christ to sanctify me as if I had never sinned. I ask you, Heavenly Father, to send your ministering spirits to protect your people and all people that would be sacrificed or cursed by occult practices. In the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father, we ask you, God, loose legions upon legions of angels to warfare, restore souls, protect believers, stop us from believing and agreeing with lies, and release breakthrough upon myself, my my each participant, my family, friends, and the world in the name of Jesus. I lose the spirit of understanding and wisdom, the spirit of counsel, and the spirit of knowledge and fear of God and love of God upon myself, my family, and the world. I lose the spirit of power, the spirit of love, and the spirit of sound mind against the spirit of fear. I loosen the spirit of adoption to draw people to Christ. Father, please pour out your Holy Spirit to convict the world of sins and to soften hearts to see truth. Above all, I pray for your will to be done, God. Father, to be done on earth as it was done, as it is done in heaven, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Keep the demons out and away from God's people. And God, we just ask you, Heavenly Father, for divine supernatural power for to just reverse that curse. We bind up trying to reverse biblical truth, trying to reverse biblical authority of having demons try to take control over God's people. God be fine. Amen, amen. That's a curse from the pit of hell. That's a scientific curse, a eugenic curse, and it is, I plead the blood of Jesus that that stuff is stopped immediately. And I think that people that don't know about it can wake up and and, and stop that thing and call the Holy Spirit. So with that being said, I'm going to just go over and I definitely, this was a handbook, a handbook, a demon possession handbook for human service workers. I'm just going to go over. Well, I, I'm going to um, to go because you've already read that to me. So, okay. I, um, uh, and I'll talk to you all tomorrow. No problem. Because I've got to get up early in the morning. Okay. 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 All right. Take care. Uh, God bless. Thank you for the prayer. Well, thanks so much. All thank right. Thank you. Okay. Good night. Good night, dear. You there, Anne? Yes, I'm still here. Okay, dear. This was um, a handbook, and I thought it was good that they had this handbook uh, for human service workers to um, help other to help people understand um, demon attacks. So this is seven steps to deliverance from demon attacks. And um, let me see. They go into. Sorry, let's see. Okay. Uh, let me see. This is where man. Okay. Neither the NBC. Okay. It begins with them talking about the ABC program 2020. Examine the problem of satanic and demonic. Uh, worship and attacks on people um, on TV when they discussed it, they did not go into the solution. So I want to talk about the solution here. 
Neither the NBC program nor the ABC program seem to be aware of the solution clearly spelled out in Matthew 832. This is where a man filled with a legion of demons is brought before Jesus. A Roman legion was made up of 6,000 soldiers. The demons recognize him for what and who he what who and what he is, and they know he has total power over them. Therefore, they beg to be allowed to enter a herd of pigs in a nearby field. Jesus said to the demons, "Go," and they went into the pigs. The same Son of God, who could say to a storm at sea, "Peace be still," could say to a legion of demons, "Go into that herd of pigs," and they went. Just a word was all it took. Receiving freedom from demons is a two-stage process. First, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Second, you need to pray constantly to the Holy Spirit for ongoing protection. Filled with the Holy Spirit. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, the vacuum in your soul is filled, and there's no room for Satan and his demons. You may be hearing about being filled with the Holy Spirit for the first time, or some people may be a Wesleyan in doctrine and believe that you're filled with the Holy Spirit after you're saved. In a second, definite instantaneous work of grace known as entire sanctification. You may have a Pentecostal background and believe you're filled with the Holy Spirit when you're baptized in the Spirit, sometimes with the evidence of speaking in unlearned languages as the Spirit gives you utterance. Or you may be a Calvinist in doctrine and believe that you're filled with the Holy Spirit at the, at the point you are saved in a single work of grace. One thing applies in every case. Be sure you are filled with the Holy Spirit. If you aren't, you're vulnerable to the attacks of Satan and his demons. You can try in your own power to avoid all the activities and practices which have been listed as putting you at risk. You can try in your own power to avoid those activities so that you don't become demon-possessed. However, without the filling of the Holy Spirit, you are lacking the only source of power capable of giving you freedom from demons and keeping you free, covered by the blood. And that, that that's a simple God, Holy Spirit, I ask you to come into my life. You know, I take you, Lord, as my Savior. All right, covered by the blood. When Jesus Christ died on the cross as our supreme sin sacrifice, his blood didn't just seep into the ground and return to dust. It became the active agent in the salvation of all persons who accept him as their personal savior. Satan respects the power of the blood and recognizes it as the source of our salvation. Therefore, not only do we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit initially, we need to pray constantly to God for the power of the shed blood of Jesus Christ to cover us and for the power of the Holy Spirit to surround us. The Holy Spirit has the power to protect us from evil, both seen and unseen. However, we have to maintain in contact with that source of holy power. There are seven steps to deliverance from demonic possession or attacks. If you have the symptoms of demon attacks, electronic torture, um, human research experimentation, whatever these demons have done, that is a demonic attack. It's an attempt for a demon to take over. There are seven steps 
of to deliverance from that. So if you have the symptoms of demon attack as uh, described in this booklet, you can follow these steps. Um, number one, they recommend having a a, a Christian uh, counselor or helper. Find a mature evangelical Christian who understands spiritual warfare and who is willing to serve as a counselor helper in helping you find deliverance because it's very hard on your own. If you're not sure of the qualifications of a person to help and counsel you during deliverance, these are some questions that you can ask to make sure this person knows about what's going on. You can ask them, do, you, do they know how to pray? Do they pray daily? Are they born again? Are they filled with the Holy Spirit? Do they believe in the holy power of angels? Do they believe in the evil power of demons? And uh, if any of those answers are no, you need to find somebody that can answer each one of those questions with a yes. Okay, we must believe in the blood of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ had total authority over demons in New Testament times, and he still does today. Profess your belief in Jesus as the Son of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. Your prayer can be very simple and can go something like this. I believe God the Father is the creator of the universe, and he made everything in it, including me. I believe Jesus Christ is my supreme sacrifice for sin and that he came to earth to die on the cross for my sins so I won't have to die for those sins. I ask that his blood cover my sins right now. I believe the Holy Spirit is in the world today to guide me into truth and to guard me from evil, both seen and unseen. I ask that the Holy Spirit fill me right now and evict any demons in me or evict the demons in me. I believe God has commanded his holy angels to watch over me along the pathway of life. I ask God to send his holy angels to help me fight against any my, against my, any demons coming after me right now. Be prepared for a battle. When you profess your belief in Jesus Christ as the Son of God and as your personal Savior, your demon may realize he is up and he's about to get out. So he may realize he is up against the ultimate holy power and he might leave quietly, but he can give you a battle. However, the experience of many people have been, who have been delivered from demons indicates you should be prepared for a spiritual battle. You should be prepared for resistance from the demon or demons, which is possessing you. You are his home. You are its claim to fame in the demonic underground. You are its purpose for existence. It may not let you go without a struggle. Expect a recurrence after deliverance. After you have been delivered from your demons, expect it to try to come back and try to possess you again. This is why it's so important that you're filled with the Holy Spirit when you seek deliverance from your demon. When the Holy Spirit is inside your soul, there's no place for the demon to go. The Holy Spirit will cleanse you from the effect of demon possession and give you the power to stay free from demons as well Praying regularly. Pray regularly for the Holy Spirit to help keep you free of any demons. Prayer is the source of power. 
without regular prayer for the help of the Holy Spirit to keep you free and clean, the demon will wait until your back is turned and try to sneak in again. Read the Bible regularly. Read the Bible regularly, starting with scriptures about the power of Jesus over demons, as recorded in the Gospel of Luke, and as outlined, as recorded in the Gospel of Luke. Uh, this, uh, attend attend church regularly if you can find it's very hard I, I i went to a false prophet church the other day it was horrific uh you know demonology you know and i knew you don't name a book demonology if anything you name a book god's power over demonology i went to a false prophet and it was horrible you know he didn't even want to pray i said wow but i'm not i thank god for the spirit of discernment but, uh, you know, find a church. Usually uh, this this brochure recommends churches that are uh, Assemblies of God, United Pentecostal Church, Church of the Nazarene. Um, but you, you use your spiritual discernment. But it, it is good, I would say, you know, to join a, if you can, if you're targeting an individual, you know, anybody that gets government funding, they will contact, they'll have the church act like a cult and come after you. So do your own Bible study. Be determined. Don't let nobody deter you. If the church isn't working, then you get on the Internet and all you, you know, you, you start doing your own. What is spiritual warfare? How do you win in spiritual warfare? You know, start with basic topics. And as you, as you, when you start looking into spiritual warfare, you will find that in itself there's enough information to get you started into a good Bible study program just by doing your studies on spiritual warfare. Uh, what are, you know, understand what are principalities of darkness, what is, what you know, the deception the demons use, things of that nature. Okay, so, okay. Then it says, now, if you're helping another person find deliverance from demon possession, you have to make sure of your own salvation. That would be me, and I'm, I'm doing my best. I, I know I've definitely, uh, you know, stepped up a notch. I'm doing much better, uh, and I just thank God for the Holy Spirit, and I thank God for just mercy, grace, and, and just his love and kindness because uh, I definitely want to see uh, blessings, curses turn into blessings, not not just for me and my family, but for everyone, particularly targeted individuals. I believe in the word of God to the utmost, and I know that the devil is a liar, and I want to be able to see this manifest. I want to see curses turn into blessings. I want my nephew released. So if it takes fasting, praying, whatever, I'm here, and uh, they're going to have to release him because the Holy Spirit is, I'm going to pray for that to be, make sure he has that. And once the Holy Spirit is in, in that person, the demons have to flee. And they at least will have a battle. It's worse when they don't have a battle because then they just try to keep getting deeper and deeper in there. All right, so if you're helping another person find deliverance from demon possession, make sure of your salvation Make sure you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and that you are personally filled with the Holy Spirit. Dealing with demon possession should not be attempted by a person who is not on speaking terms with God, the Father, the Son, and the God, the Son and God, the Holy Spirit. That's critical. Be free from unforgiven and hidden sin. Make sure there's no 
unforgiven, hidden sin in your life. Demons play dirty, especially when their happy home is being threatened. They may know about your unforgiven sins and won't hesitate to blurt out all the dirty little facts through the mouth of the victim you're trying to help. Wow. Verify the symptoms. Be very careful about assuming that someone is demon-possessed. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you guidance and spiritual discernment. Verify that there's a strong behavior pattern of violence, lust, greed, or unnatural persuasion, singly or in various combination and in varying intensities. That is definitely part of this uh, eugenics program. They're using science. And to definitely uh, have people have uh, Frankenstein behaviors, I say. And then, you know, after they create that, then they they want, you know, the doctors and the medical system to say they don't know where it's coming from. So make sure you have the victim's permission. Obtain the victim's permission and pledge of cooperation before attempting to facilitate deliverance from a demon. If there's any hesitation, Offer additional prayerful counseling before going any further. As you begin to pray for deliverance, the demon may take over the victim's personality for periods of time. Make sure the victim is wholehearted in favor of deliverance before the demon begins to intervene in the victim's use of spiritual and mental faculties. Yeah, they will definitely do that. If the victim is a child, make sure you have the permission and pledge and cooperation from the parents or guardians as well. Verify the victim's salvation. Make sure the victim has accepted Jesus Christ as a personal savior. Jesus Christ has the power to create the universe, but he will not invade the soul of a human being against that person's will. In the process of the victims accepting Jesus Christ as personal savior and asking to be filled with the Holy Spirit, the resident demon may quietly withdraw without a struggle. Get on-site help. Get on-site help from other evangelical praying Christians who believe as we do. And thank God for the praying T.I.s. I truly am. I thank God for you, Mertice. I thank God for her. I thank God for Amy. I thank God for all the T.I.s that got, that got the sense to know that this particular sick program here, when somebody could uh, constantly torment you uh, through the legal system, constantly find ways to oppress you, mess with your family, mess with your health, you know, that, that's a curse from the pit of hell. And when public protection offices that are on a payroll to protect people from outright crimes, criminal practices, uh, uh, tampering with someone's health, killing people uh, through hospitals like they did my sister, my father, uh, tampering with someone's health uh, through eugenics, and no one's getting incarcerated. That, that That's serious, and, and no one's investigating these crimes despite multiple lawsuits, affidavits be written. It, it's, a, it's a very dangerous time. And I, I bind and rebuke every one of those programmers, and I plead the blood of Jesus on the lives of each one of those programmers that God will handle them according to his will. Okay. All right, so get on-site help, meaning get other prayer warriors. Demons have an intense interest in illicit human sexuality. They may attempt to stir up sexual attractions among you, the victim, and the on-site helpers. So uh, it says get heteros, whether they're heterosexual or homosexual. 
In this same regard, if any of the onsite helpers have ever been delivered from homosexuality, sexuality, such persons should excuse themselves from any on-site participation in the deliverance. Demons have no preference between heterosexual and homosexual lust feelings which they can stir up among humans. So expect spiritual warfare. Expect resistance from the subject demon as well as other demons. Under normal circumstances, a demon will keep a low profile within the soul of a victim for many years and may not reveal its presence to a person without spiritual discernment. However, once you let the demon know you're aware of its presence by your prayers, it will show its true colors. Even though the victim may be a close acquaintance or relative, he may hear a barrage of foul and abusive language. The voice of the victim may become coarse and guttural as the demon takes over the victim's power of communication. Make no response to anything the victim says while under demon control. Pray for the spiritual assistance of the Holy Spirit and the physical assistance of the holy angels, but say absolutely nothing to the demon. The demon may cause the victim to struggle violently, especially if you need to apply physical restraint to ensure the safety of all concerned. Make sure the restraint is passive. It will be a good idea to make sure the size and number on-site helpers are adequate to provide passive restraint in a safe and effective manner. Curb your ego. Don't Don't overestimate your importance in the process. Your role and that of the on-site helpers is to be an instrument of the Holy Spirit through prayer. You are a catalyst in the overall deliverance process and nothing more. If deliverance is achieved, to God be the glory. Don't communicate with demons. Don't attempt to communicate with a demon or Satan. Talk to the Holy Spirit and let him do all the dirty work. (laughs) Avoid such statements as these. Demon, tell me your name. Demon, I command you to release such and such. Come out this instant. Neither you nor any other human has the power and authority to command a demon to do anything. All demons have names, but they are none of your business. Instead of wasting your time trying to talk to the demon, pray in this vein. Blessed Jesus, cover us with the power of your blood. Please deliver. In my in this matter, I'll say, Elijah Scott, from this demon. May the power of the Holy Spirit fill Elijah Scott right now. Heavenly Father, send your holy angels down to help us with this struggle in the name of Jesus. I don't care what chips, hips, what computer programmers are sitting at the computer trying to do. I bind up every computer programmer targeting him, trying to mimic him, trying to kill him, trying to take his life away. I bind up the disregard of this assassination program on my nephew's life in the name of Jesus. I call every programmer on that computer tormenting my nephew to be arrested, to be to, to be arrested through God, through the legal system, and through every other man I call exposure. It is a sad day in America when you can actually use science and programmers, Satanists hiding behind a computer that illegally chips someone to kill somebody and not be incarcerated. I bind and rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus. I call Heavenly Father for the day that these demons, these computer programmers, these demons put these chips to do this to innocent people, that they be arrested. 
each and every eugenicist, inflicting pain, infections, in, in diseases, causing torture and, and, and harming people in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus that they will be arrested according to God's will, will be arrested spiritually and on the earthly realm because no one should have the right to do this to another person. And um, let's see. Blessed Jesus, cover us with the power of your blood. Please deliver Elijah Scott, Amy, and uh, from all of these demonic attacks, these electronic attacks. May the power of the Holy Spirit fill each and every targeted individual right now. Heavenly Father, send your holy angels down to help us with this struggle in the name of Jesus. Okay, so it's not necessary to memorize this prayer, recite it from word to word, just pray asking for the help of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and Holy Angels. Be patient. Don't expect instant results or even deliverance during the first session. If the first session is not successful, provide additional prayerful counseling and enlist additional prayer support from both on- and off-site helpers. Then try again. That means get more praying, in, in this case, more praying people, more praying targeted individuals. Get some ministers that you trust, ministers that don't have a 501c3, and the top Satanist can call that minister and turn the whole church against you. That's the bottom line because old Desperado likes the government money more than doing God's work. So you just have to find real ministers, real people that love God, and have them pray over that person and let that devil know he is a liar. I don't care how many wires he put in that person. I'm here to decree and declare that Satan is a liar, and he will not take out God's people. Okay. Um, Okay, let's see. Let's see what else. All right, they give advice for parents of young children. And uh, let's see, defensive spiritual warfare, achieving freedom from demonic attacks or demon possession is just the first step in a successful Christian life. You will need to be on the defensive as far as future involvement with demons is concerned, which means, and that's how they operate, which every time you go to the, the, up in the hospital or the doctors, they already got you on the list. They're either going to tell you they can't help you. Don't even mess with those people because they'll kill you if you don't know what's going on. I say stay away and keep yourself uh, under, the, under the authority of the Most High God. In Ephesians, stand on Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, the Apostle Paul gives an action plan for dealing with Satan's demons and for taking a defensive stance in the spiritual warfare which always rages between Christians and demons. What kind of warfare is Paul talking about? He tells us very clearly in Ephesians 11 and 12. Put on the whole armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. In addition to describing a Christian's armor here in Ephesians 6, Paul also gives a very basic defensive command, the word stand, 
Stand is an ancient military command to form a hollow square with all weapons pointing towards the outside so the enemy cannot approach from any angle. Listen to Paul's instructions in this regard. Take your stand. Stand your ground. Stand firm. And above all, in verse 18, we are told to pray in the spirit. This is the true secret of success over Satan and his demons, praying in the spirit. You may need to do it dozens of times a day. Often it may be no more than three words. Come, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, take over. Holy Spirit, have thine own way. You may want to use the words of a song called, Come, Holy Spirit. We need you, Holy Spirit. Come, sweet Holy Spirit, we pray. Come in your strength. Come in your power. Come in your own gentle way. And, uh, okay, then they recommend... Possibly, you know, if you can find a a non-cult-like church, then find one. If not, keep your relationship with God. Keep praying people in your life. Get on the Internet and begin with looking up spiritual warfare. Continue to pray, Holy Spirit, take up all the space in me. I don't want any demon in me whatsoever. whatsoever. I want to be a vessel of the Most High God. Keep my system pure and clean. I don't want no demon in me whatsoever. In the name of Jesus, I ask you, God, to send the Holy Spirit to just remove, crush, dismantle, kill that demon that's trying to have any type of authority in my body. In the name of Jesus, and continue to pray and stand on it, uh, asking the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit to take over and bind, rebuke that demon, get it out your system. And remember, it's not a it's not a short process. But um, yeah, that was um, this is Bread of Life Bible Study. Oh, I think they were in Long Island. Mm, Deliverance articles. That's where I found it. But excuse me, if you put in Demon Possession Handbook for Human Service Workers, um, you'll immediately get that. So, with that being said, God bless and um. Let me see. Oh, another one. Another interesting. Um, this is the the use of spiritual principles to isolate the system from God. This is definitely talking about the Monarch program. Uh, and, I mean, it really is good. It explains how these demons uh, use the MK Ultra program to create mind control people. This, this is um, back in the day. Anyone uh, uh, not familiar with it, you can just go online, put in the church hearings. And in the church hearings, it tells you it was always spiritual. It wasn't political. Um, They put innocent people in human research experimentation programs called MKUltra programs, and they were created literally uh, slaves. And uh, when... um, the stuff finally got to Congress, like we're doing now, trying to uh, bring the attention to Congress that eugenics is still continuing, is being used to kill innocent people, is being used to harm people, is being used to infest people, is being used to um, to uh, the whole autism, cancer, all of that is behind the eugenics movement, which is nothing more than a group of psychotic uh, Satanists uh, usurping authority over uh, hospitals and science. Uh, 
you know, just, I mean, just some of the most incompetent people there found a way to take authority over law departments, over the hospitals, in many instances, and medical centers, and they send in their demons, which are economically credentialed. They have no degrees, but they, 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 they pay off or get the paperwork just to do the work of Satan. This is a matter of life and death for Satanists because they know if once they come down, that's it. They have to do this. This is the only way they can keep power. So they're just pitiful souls. And if God's people was to do their share, they could never exist. And um, my website's endorganizedcrimeuniverse.com. I have written so many reports documenting these demons that, you know, it started out with um, in the executive branch from uh, Gordon Gray's family on down to this day, North Carolina is paying off people uh, for eugenic, um, for, for eugenics, right, for, you know, sterilization and harming people, you know, uh, without reason, cause, just, you know, they wanted to seem like, oh, they just did that. No, there was a reason they did. That was a satanic move. That was to get power on earth. And, uh, you know, just thank God it was exposed. And now years after people have been wrongfully sterilized, they're trying to compensate them. But the issue needs to be, you know, the, the issue needs to be addressed. Why was, it, why was it even done, period? So it wasn't done just for uh, doing. It was done for demonic purposes, specifically for demons, for Satanists to advance on this earth. And that's why they got... Uh, the same group of them, that's why they got to the point of creating laboratories to create deadly uh, viruses. That's how they took out half of Africa. Now they bought their, their scam to the United States, their cancer scam, the HIV scam, all of their infectious diseases that are created in laboratories. And it stems from this is what happens. It's a demon spirit. Once you let that demon spirit go, this is what happens. It just continues until total demise, and that's where they're at. They're trying to just take out like half half of the you know half of the world, you know, because that's exactly what's going on. And if they were stopped at the basic level, uh, which was the Boyd and Gray in the executive branch level, which is um, in the paperwork, when his uh, father was bringing in the MK Ultra program and all of that nonsense, which stemmed with, with that with that regime right there, half of this would not have occurred because these are just a bunch of group of Satanists that want to continue operating as if they're underground or as if they're silent, as if nobody knows about them. The devil is a liar. Ephesians five nine says, "Expose these demons." So. Um, yeah, this article here, I need to go through a little bit. The use of spiritual principles to isolate the system from God. In the course of deprogramming monarchs, which are MK Ultra victims, and rubbing shoulders with pro- programmers, it became clear that the programmers of the monarch program are fully aware of the spiritual principles, which are in operation for everyone. In 1930, a leader of one of the groups which today carries out trauma-based mind control wrote that the occult masters are not interested in uplifting the souls of men, but that these masters have in reality no interest in soul or astral development except as a means of forming passive, illuminized tools completely controlled and in mind and actions. The monarch victims of today are the tail end 
of centuries of effort by the Kabbalists, Freemasons, and the Illuminati adepts to completely control other human beings. The following quote comes from a communist manual on how to brainwash a nation. It could just have well been written by monarch mind control programmers. The first thing to be degraded in any nation is the state of man himself. Nations which have high ethical tone are difficult to conquer. Again, nations which have high ethical tone are difficult to conquer. See, this demon knows what he's doing. Their loyalties are hard to shake. Their allegiance to the leaders is fanatical, and what they usually call their spiritual integrity cannot be violated by duress. It is not efficient to attack a nation in such a frame of mind. It is the basic basic purpose of mind control to reduce the state of mind to a point where it can be ordered and enslaved. Thus, the first target is man himself. He must be degraded from a spiritual being <laughs> to an animalistic reaction pattern. He must think of himself as an animal capable only of animalistic reactions. He must no longer think of himself or his fellows as capable of spiritual endurance or nobility, as it seems in foreign nations that the church is the most ennobling influence. Each and every branch and activity of each and every church must, one way or another, be discredited. Religion must become unfashionable by demonstrating broadly through psychopolitical indoctrination that the soul is non-existent and that man is an animal. Later, this chapter will describe how a person is dehumanized. This was very interesting. One spiritual principle is that if you can get a person angry at God, you can get that person to commit any sin. Great effort is taken via staged events. You hear that? Via staged events to make the victim being programmed certain that God has rejected them. They want people to feel. So many TIs got to this point. They're like, oh, don't tell me about that God stuff. Where's God? Why would God allow this? It's part of the plan. All right? So, so for, for instance, some victims had someone play God and walk away from them when they needed help in a life and death situation. And that was, um, you know, scripted. So this is, this is showing how these programmers uh, will go to the extent just to weaken a person. In order to effectively mind control someone, you must make them feel that there is no God. So this is all part of their mind control program. This is why they constantly uh, inflict the oppression, uh, all kinds of things to just make a person believe there's no God. And it says a hypnotic drug will be given the victim when they are about six years of age. This will relax the person, allow the programmers to take the child into the deepest trance so that the programming will be sure to enter into the very fiber of the child's being. I believe they're doing this to my nephew. This is this is the type of programming they're doing to him when he sleeps. They're doing something to get into his innermost. And it's just sick. After several hours of being in a deep trance, as the drug begins to wear off, the child will be strapped very secure into a tight-fitting coffin. A man with long white hair, I don't know if they do all of this, I think, well, if he, if he knew, he would have told me, 
Uh, but anyway, this is what they, um, this is part of the MK Ultra program I'm reading about here. A man with a long white hair and a long robe with sandals, this is what they do to children, in a white robe will present himself before the child and announce that he is God, the great I am. Then God will look in a big book and announce he cannot find the person's name, so he will have to send the person to hell for being bad. This is horrible. But this is the type of trauma that they do to children uh, when they're mind-controlling them. The coffin. And now this is so advanced. You know, this is so, they just, right now, I believe just end up in the hospital. They just give you some. All right, the coffin will then be lowered into a deep pit like a shaft, and the victim will be told that when they can no longer hear God's voice, they will be a cat and not human. God can't find them in the book because they have no soul, and they're a cat. Deeper and deeper, the child is lowered. They are told this is the penalty for having tried to pray to God. Mm. The program is make sure that the slave is implicated in many gross sins, such as murder of innocent children, in order to ensure that the person is sure that God hates them. Then the victim is told that God is consuming wrath who hates them. The injustice of God creating a world of suffering is also taught to the slave. All this is to ensure that the victim hates God. The hatred toward God will express itself in the victim's system's willingness to do any sin without conscience. Yeah, that's a, you're telling how you make, basically this is a, how do you make the monarch slave. The monarch programming is a miniaturization of what was being done to entire peoples or cities. Demons are attracted by the sense of people. We are made in the image of God, and we are attractive prey to those who hate God Almighty. Cities are magnets for demons. When demons target a person or people, a common tactic is to make trouble for the person. When a person's problems reach a crescendo, they will be in a state of mind to grab any solution that is passing by. People then make pacts with demonic forces. They sell their souls, helping for relief from their problems. All this is clear as a bell to the spiritually enlightened, but the demonic forces are able to dull the senses of their victims to the point they no longer have the slightest realization that they have sold their souls. People make a choice to accept the falsehood offered by the demons for their relief rather than stick with the truth, which seems to hurt. The demon, demonic lies may be their colds. An example would be the demonic lies. They'll tell you colds and flus are, are caused by evil spirits when in reality they're caused by viruses and bacteria. On the opposite type of lie may be given the demonic forces have no influence over disease that only viruses and bacteria exist. In Africa, a modern medicine Modern medicine is often viewed as white man's magic because they fight disease with incantation, which the demons have taught them to use to cure their problems. Authority to demons is transferred to them by festivals, ceremonies, and pilgrimages. Strong demonic manifestations usually occur around festivals, ceremonies, rituals, and pilgrimages, which are being done every day around the world. These ceremonies and rituals are welcome mats for demonic forces, giving them the right to rule. Every area of the world has them, and often 
demonic signs and wonders occur at these rituals and ceremonies. The power of a lie has to be preserved and fueled by tradition, which is manifested via rituals. Without tradition, the power of the lie would die out. If the tradition is being rejected by a people, the demons often augment it with new deceptions. The first lie doesn't stand a chance. The pre-existing bondage then is strengthened by new deceptions that seem more appropriate. If you were asked now, how does Satan enslave people? You should know the answer because it was just given to you. The answer is Satan's control is trauma-based. That is what they're doing to my nephew. A trauma is applied to the lives of people. They're traumatizing him with the torture. And many other TIs, too. And the torture is trauma. They reach out for some type of answers to the trauma, and the demons offer some type of answer. So many Hail Mary or so many sacrifice cats or pray to some idol, which is a disguised demon. The lies are turned into myths, which the people believe. The myths are a blurring of reality, which the people on one level may know are false, but their minds can't break loose of the power of that lie. The power of the myths are fueled by tradition and demonic manifestations and demonic attacks. Anyone who steps outside of the demonic lie is attacked. The people feel they're being personally attacked and their traditions are ignored because a people have because a people has willingly sacrificed the truth for the falsehood and their need for relief from the drama. They have chosen to be deceived. This choice to be deceived has a great deal of spiritual power to it. They are no longer truth lovers. It is not enough to come to these people with the truth. They have rejected the truth because they're being tortured. Right? They must at some point they must at some point will to seek the truth again. These people can have all the proof shown to them about the truth and they will continue to reject it. Their demonic bondage needs to be broken somehow. This bondage can be broken in a number of ways. Pointing out the inadequacies of the lies is sometimes sufficient to break the demonic spell over people. But after the lies are broken, they need to be followed by the truth and the love of truth. The monarch mind control programming is simply the sophisticated applications of what has been done to humanity on a large scale being scaled down and applied to in a single human body. Trauma and lies are used in the same way. The different alters sell their souls to the lies in return for their safety. A basic ingredient to the programming of a group of people or a group of alters is the same trauma and fear. Okay. Let's see, the land of Oz was ruled by a shadow leader, the Wizard of Oz. Most countries are ruled by unseen people and unseen power. The Wizard of Oz story is so representative of how life is for Satan's world. Not wonder it is the programming base for so many monarch mind control slaves. The solution of Satan's control was that the disciples of Christ would be so united in love that the world would see the solution they that they all may be one that the world may believe. For the monarch slaves, the therapists have wanted integration for the world. Christ wanted integration, but there are 
formidable spiritual strongholds which divide us. These spiritual strongholds are far stronger than most Christians can imagine. The heartbeat of the body of Christ is to bring all humanity to the creator God. This can be done by breaking down all the lies and programming that separate parts of the body of Christ to those of Christ no, so that those of Christ are so well integrated in love and spirit that the world believes on the power of Christ. Each of the programming acts has a spiritual each of the programming acts has a spiritual, mental, and psychic. Each of the programming acts has a spiritual, mental, and psychic side to it. The slave has his or her will stripped from them so it becomes unnecessary to think in terms of their guilt. They are slaves who no longer have freedom of choice. If they kill or steal or tell an untruth, they have not done it unintentionally. Still, the programmers know that these are spirits involved to spiritually prepare the slave to do these acts. For instance, they implant spirits of greed and lust into the victim. An Illuminati value system is drilled into the victim. Any person who is not taught to dedicate personal rights and possessions to God will end up with all types of surface forces such as insecurity, worry, anger, envy, jealousy, and tension. This goes for multiple and non-multiple. This surface forces will in turn cause all types of surface weaknesses such as lying, stealing, cheating, and arguing. If these surface weaknesses are displayed by anyone, they are evidence that a deeper spiritual problem exists. However, the slave is not being set up to display this vulnerability as they will, but only as they are programmed. Mm. An Illuminati beta model can have sex only with who her master allows her to have sex with. Wow. Nor is she granted the privilege of refusing to sexually service someone. If the slave is allowed free will, they will off, they often will reject the lifestyle program unto them. The reason they can reject the spirits of seduction and lust that have been layered in to ensure that these moral weaknesses exist is because the will of the altar being programmed was being cursed. There was duress involved. Satan has some claim, but not the stronghold that comes from those whose active will is involved in the sin. That doesn't mean that some slaves don't develop taste for their perversion. The point is that the ability to have these personality weaknesses, should the programmers want them, can be spiritually set into the slave by teaching the slave to resist the grace and love of God. It may be shocking to realize that the slaves are specifically programmed to resist God's grace and love and to hate him. This is not left to chance and is accomplished by a number of events in the slave's life. Another spiritual area that is tampered with is the self-image of the person. They are not allowed to think of themselves as made in the image of God unless they are front altars created or allowed to be Christian. Mm. Instead of allowing the victim to learn about Jesus, the victim is consistently belittled and compared to others. This is in violation of the spiritual principle found in 2 Corinthians 10:12. For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend, commend themselves, 
but they are measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. John 5, 4, and 2 Corinthians 10, 17. It teaches, 17, 18, teach how it is to be done correctly. Friz, co-author, knows of the programmer who is still programming, who is fully aware of these scriptures and how they apply spiritually. When people are not allowed to accept themselves, they end up resisting the will of God. The wrong attitudes are built into the slaves so that they will always resist the will of God. Again, if the programmers want a Christian front, they may program the correct thinking into the front altar. To do this doesn't threaten their hold on the system and the list. To have satanic altars and Christian altars, which are diametrically opposed to each other's thinking, only ensures that if the if they would discover each other in the mind that they would reject wanting to learn about the other part and would go into denial of the part's existence, the programming and mind control is being linked to a belief system. Taking this one step further, we can also say that the programming is also conflict between two faiths, the faith that the altars place when they visualize and create the occult system that is their faith in demonism and magic versus the faith of those who follow the God of the Bible. The method of creating hardcore satanic altars from traumatized Christian altars is an obvious example of this. Some secular therapists have been slow to admit this conflict. If we look at the Illuminati's brand of Druidism, we will notice that the book of Perillo, P-H-E-R-Y-L-L-T, which is, a, which is a druidic book for rituals, gives four symbols which can be made to evoke the four elemental forces, also called the four basic portals. Visualization is said to be the key to the occult and to the opening portals with these four signs. As the deeper parts of a slave are drawn into such activity, they are, in reality, placing their faith in the belief system. How can you take something away without giving something in return? An alternative faith in God, in a God and belief system that is not connected to mind control is an important therapeutic aid. You cannot hate something passionately if you are unaware of it. When two groups are very similar in order to highlight their individual identity, they will have a high level of animosity toward each other in order to create strong satanic altars who hate God. The Illuminati actually encouraged the young two-year-old victim to understand and accept the love of God. <clears throat> Upon the faith in a loving God will be built the rejection and drama to create wounded altars who hate God because they feel rejected. Rejection is a tool of Satan across the board in the world, rejection creates a sine wave of hills and valleys. <clears throat> the way of the Lord is made straight, leveling these hills and valleys. When a person or nation is rejected, they will often shift to one of the two extremes. Either they will try to perform to meet up to expectations or they will retaliate against rejection. Both are extremes. The hills and valleys are the shadow of death, of what resembles a a sign, a, 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 a remembers a sign way. Both rejection and retaliation are tools of, tools of bondage. The enemy will work a person to get them to feel either rejected or angry. If either side of the sign wave is latched unto by a person or nation, they will set 
in motion and dynamic where they will end up with the other side of the curve. This is because the human mind has an inbred desire to balance things out. If we feel rejection, then we may retaliate or try extra hard to perform. This sets up a bondage loop. The Kabbalistic tree of life is the knowledge of good and evil performance. The program is by repeatedly rejecting the slave, build into the slave a high level of performance. The slave is not allowed to get angry at the programmer, which is the opposite peak of the sine wave. The human mind will naturally try to balance the performance peak with increasing the anger retaliation peak to match it in opposite intensity. Because the slave cannot get angry at their programmer, they turn this anger inward and upward toward themselves and God. Mm. They perf- the performance of the slave for the master is a form of false love. Performance love is false love. If you do this for me, then I love you. Christ loved us when we were yet sinners and unlovable. This is the type of godly true love described in 1 Corinthians 13, which seeks not its own. Self-preservation is a tool of death. That is one reason Christ did not preserve himself, even though he would have called angels. He wanted to show the world true love. Fear gets its root in death. The threat of death of a spouse, of oneself, of one's dream, of one's identity, of one's fleshy body creates fear. Death comes from Satan. Life comes from God. Fear is built on a threat of some kind of death. Self-preservation then is actually based upon fear, which is in turn based on death. This is why Christ said one must lose their life to gain it, to escape the satanic bondage loop of self-preservation built on fear, we must reach out for the love of God. Self-justification is not normally seen by people as a bondage loop, but is often. Only the sureness that Almighty God loves us gives us the strength not to get caught in the self-preservation tactic of self-justification. There is a place for defending the truth but it must be done in love. Christ and his disciples taught that we are justified by faith in God, not by self-justification. Self-justification can easily be related to the self-preservation bondage loop. We simply have to have an inner knowing that we are made in the image of God and that he is working in each of our lives. Since we are his work, he will justify us. All of the monarch slaves are work of God. The cult has simply refashioned what God created. The slave needs to recapture the loving view God has of what he created. God doesn't make mistakes. He has placed lots of beauty and value in each person. Each person is his handwork. Isn't the human body fearfully and wonderfully made? After someone has been made to participate in crimes against humanity, The programmers intuitively have created a situation where the person may fall into self-justification. For example, they deserve to die. This is a subtle but dangerous tool of bondage. Much of the trauma-based mind control is based on simple, fundamental, spiritual, life-spiritual death issues. The spirit of the Lord does not give fear. It comes from the enemy. Abductees who claim to have met aliens claim that aliens feed off human fear. Fear brings spiritual death. To show this dynamic in another way, let's describe a common thought for altars of monarch slaves. 
This thought, if I stay with the programming, I'm safe. This is the same thought that society in general is taught via fear of self-preservation. If I stay with the crowd, if I stay with the system, then I'll be safe. This is why peer pressure would seem safe can lead many young people to death. All this fear of self-preservation by remaining the, in the programming, whether individual or society, will be transferred to loyalty of the Antichrist. That is the plan. Mm. The truth shall set you free. Anytime we reject the truth for safety and peace because of our fear for self-preservation, we accept a lie. If the truth sets a person free, then by definition, slavery means to not have truth. All lies lead to bondage. They create strongholds. Many religious groups are built upon a collection of truth and lies. The truth are used as the enticing, attractive front. The lies are used as the enslaving bondage. This is why there's almost no end to all the lies used to program monarch-type trauma-based total mind-control slaves. Mm. Yeah, this is the program they're definitely trying to put my nephew in. Mm. An important mind control program and dynamic is the creation of images. This will take some explaining. One spiritual dimension of humans is that we like to behold our God. This was built into us. Archaeologists have noted noticed that ancient man has always worshipped. It's built into man to worship, and we like to behold whatever we worship, whether that is God, ourselves, or some other image. In other words, worship is image-oriented. This is the power of images, one of the most ignored commandments of God, of which uh, Fritz wrote a book about in 1977, was the commander God gave. Thou shalt not make any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth, Exodus 24. Students of God's word are warned to examine everything carefully, hold fast to which is good, 1 Thessalonians 5.21. What's wrong? What's wrong? What? In me? What, mommy? Your arm? Your arm? This not helping? Yeah. yeah. In the name of Jesus, we call healing. In the name of Jesus, I bind him. In the name of Jesus, I call healing. With the shoulder? Mommy, what is this? Hold on. Okay. All right. Well, this was, um, I'm reading from, uh, what is this, www.whale.to slash B-S-P. Bottom line, it's the use of spiritual principles to isolate the system from God. And it, it would just... Let's briefly look at the dehumanization process. The dehumanization process, the dehumanization of multiple, that is, fragmented personalities done to most 
of the altars, but the front altars are allowed to be human because altars take on the characteristics of what they were created from. The front altars have to be some of the first split so that they have a sense of family and, and that they are human. That does not mean that the first series of splits can be dehumanized later. They are. They are turned into crystals. How do you make an altar into an animal altar? It may not be... All right, that's like James, how we make humans and create them, make them into animals. It may not be quite as difficult as some may imagine because they can create altars with clean slates. That is, they are the plain tablets that Dr. White... Erwin Cameron prided himself when he was able to make out of adult minds. When a part of the mind has no reality to reference and is tortured, what's being done to my nephew? When a part of the mind has no reality to reference and is tortured and told lies, then it will accept what the programmer says is real. When an altar is created via torture, if you want a cat altar, they will have the child tortured in a cage surrounded by cats of some type. The new altars will be told they are cats. Their programmers will actually kill a little child in the worst way in front of these altars and tell them that this is what happens to little girls and boys. Do they want to be a little girl? No. After watching the horrible things that happen to little girls, they do not want to be little girls or boys. They want to be a cat. Because as a cat, they will not be killed and tortured like the children. The altars are forced to eat mm, like cats with cats. They are repeatedly shamed and degraded and repeatedly told they are cats. Lie detector instruments are hooked up to the child to determine if the altars actually believe they are cats. Whether the altar can actually state I'm a kitten or a tiger and pass the lie detector test, then the programmers know they have succeeded. Mm. But what if the mind resists being told it's a cat? As long as the child is a girl and is given feces to eat, but the cats are fed wholesome meals in front of the victim, the little girl in the other cages are dirty and tortured and ill-fed. Do you want to be a little girl? A great deal of simple torture is applied to make sure that the correct answers are given. If your life depended upon saying you were a cat, you would be a cat too. Mm. Wow, and they did this to children. So I see what they're doing to my nephew. Further, children have a vivid imagination. Normal children can easily role play and they can easily imagine they are something they aren't because their personalities and egos have not solidified. Again, nothing is left to chance. A fake blood transfusion of cat blood may be given the child. Very often, high-speed films of kittens playing and having fun are shown in one eye while the other eye is forced to view little girls having undergo the worst of tortures. The viewing is forced upon the child as its eyes are held open and the child is strapped to a viewing chair. Now, you know these sick people to do this. This is the dehumanization process. The painful rape of a child with its legs held in butterfly butterfly configuration is used to get butterfly altars. These are sick people. Let's see. Illuminati programmer Dustin Mengel used puppets in a dollhouse as he programmed. He did skits with his puppets. Dance, Marion. He. Mm, well, I, I tell you, I bind and rebuke Dr. Mengel. 
uh, and voiding gray, all of these demons with the advanced level monarch slave creation mind control program in the name of Jesus Christ. That thing will not, my nephew will be covered with the blood of Jesus, Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father. Watson, your warrior angels to cover him. I'm buying this sick program. This is how you create an assassin. This is how you create mind control victims. This is a sick program, and it's real, and it's been faced in the United States government at the Congress level. This was uh, people sued over being put in these mind control programs unbeknownst to them against their will. And that is why they had the church hearings. And these programs are continuing today at an escalated demonic level. Mm. And um, uh, yeah, it's a very long article, so I'm just going to have to close out here. Well, let me look at layering in demons. The American Journal of Psychotherapy, two noted psychiatrists and MD for India, wrote an article, Multiple Personality in India, Comparison with Hysterical Possession, state the tenor of the article was that in India, the psychiatrists have to deal with demonic possession rather than multiple personality disorder, which is found in the West. They made comparisons of demonic possession in India to the multiple personalities of less, which is similar but not the same. If we understand programming from the programmer's point of view, they believe in both MPD and demonic possession. From the programmer's point of view, they try to create the altars and demonize the altars. Several ex-programmers have told Fritz that if a person really wants to understand monarch trauma-based mind control, they need to realize that it is fundamentally demonic based. Yes, it is. That's what. That's exactly what they have. My nephew and a trauma based. I think and you too. That's a trauma based mind control program, and it's a criminal program. Both of the authors, co-authors, have had to sit through lectures by secular therapists who dismiss Satanism and the occult as simply as an excuse on the part of the abusers to traumatize their victims. According to these secular therapists, demon possession and satanic rituals have nothing to do with therapeutic issues but are merely games and charades put on by the abusers. We beg to differ with this point of view. Programming and mind control cannot be separated from demonology and occult ritual because that's exactly what it is. Even the alien programming uses lots of occult symbols, rituals, and spiritual programming. An example of how ritual and programming overlap is the Sabbath ceremony to ensure the cult slaves keep silent to keep silent no matter what, even under torture. Mm. On a full moon Sabbath, a large oak tree will be used to hold the night ceremony. A magic cake, also known as, is made for the ceremony. The demon seer is invoked using the Shaddai, an unbaptized child who has been taken from Christian parents, is in the middle of the Pentagon and, and alive, consisting of a woman. A magic square called was carved into the child with an eagle rooster. Now, this type of ritual is to instill fear of talking and praying into the cult members. One of the secret ceremonies to invoke demons come from the Book of Beasts. Mm. 
It is an ancient ceremony to summon demons. The ceremony begins with reading the Tetragrammaton Elohim. The creature of judgment is invoked, as well as the nine mystic names of the dead. A child is skinned and sacrificed. The book of the old faith is read from, and then the demons are dismissed and the bell rung in the four directions. Monarch slaves recall the stench of the demons and the roar that they make when invoked to live through a horrifying experience like this does impact the slave, and therapists need to quit ignoring the various impacts, the effects, the victim of occult ceremonies. Well, I tell you, I can't even figure out where where my nephew is in the, in, in you know the day doesn't answer the phone. I I just don't know what these you know. I put them in the hands of God, and I, you know I will expose it to the end. If you dare try to uh, create a monarch slave out of my nephew, because this is some sick stuff. This this is this is it's criminal. No one's doing anything to stop it. it it's just unbelievable. The torture, the torture part is just unbelievable. <laughs> what is interest to us is that nuns back in sixteen thirty two what is interest to us is that nuns back in sixteen thirty two found themselves possessed by demons. These demons made the people act like animals, such as bark like dogs, rave in altered states, go into trances, have uncontrollable changes in personality, which they would be amniastic about. A male voice would appear in a female. The mystic father, Sarin, who came and tried to help the cousin himself got possessed for 20 years and had an entire change in personality for 20 years. He wrote that at times he felt like Satan. Seven demons manifested themselves in very little and very different but distinct persons within these nuns. The Catholic priests and exorcists could make the different demonic personas take the bodies of whoever and whoever, and these people would change from one possession to the other. These seven demons were... Why would I want to say them? Mm -mm. They also had false trinity... I don't want to say them. Reports from other areas such as Germany over the years are similar. Is this mere coincidence? Is it stretching the imagination to believe that so many separate incidents have commonalities and identical demonic entities and yet are not related in some fashion? By the way, medieval witchcraft and the Illuminati have all had rituals where people dress with cat, lion, cuckoo, and parrot masks in altered states. These medieval witches may have actually flipped into animal altars who thought they were cat or owl, which would account for written accounts by medieval craft in-apps that witches would transform into animals. Demonic possession is getting more and more uh, recognition by psychologists. Some psychologists have discovered that their program multiples responded very positively to the rhythms of demons and were able to get more accomplished in a few hours of deliverance than years of psychology. What does this tell us? Well, it's not scientific proof that demons exist, but it's proof that deliverance can be very helpful. One can debate the exact reasons why deliverance works. Perhaps it's merely that helping 
a person is in entering the other person's construct, but the events of successful deliverance strongly indicate that what has happened is an actual deliverance of demons. Because this book is about how the victims are controlled and the programmers believe that the primary ingredient in the mind control is demonology. We will cover demonology. If that bothers some readers, then they need to ask themselves, are they really wanting to understand how the mind control is done or simply superimplant how and replace how it's done with what they themselves would do? Several times psychologists have been heard saying, we don't know how the programmers think it would be helpful to know how many people are really ready to hear the answer. Recently, one of the programmers never got excited as long as his slave was in therapy. When his slave got a deliverance, he came totally unglued. Yeah, deliverance is the case. On the flip side, anyone who can read this book entirely to this point and think that Illuminati slaves only have a problem with demons as someone has somehow missed most of the book. The programmers are so are so demon-possessed people who have worked with them so that the powerful demons within them try to compete with each other for power. Those who have worked with the programmers know how the programmers themselves have been skilled in conjuring demons with, with a nine-foot circle with magical phrases. Wow. One of the first stories read to a slave may be the Jungle Book by Freemason. The story is used to teach the child to have animal spirit guides, such as the bear and leopard spirit. Mm. How the programmers understand demonology? Well, they're Satanists themselves, and that's why we're going to pray for them demons. The programmers, the programmers to be dismantled, to be killed, to be destroyed according to God's will, in God's time, and um, we just plead the blood of Jesus on the sick programmers. They'd be arrested. Okay. I think I got to... Well, they use scripture too. Mm. Okay, I gotta. Um... Yeah, some of the groups who did research for the Monarch programming. Look at that Defense Intelligence Agency, Duke University, Parapsychology, NASA, National Institute of Mental Health. Wow, Princeton, Stanford Research. Wow. All these innocent people. Mm. Okay. Okay. Excuse me. I'm going to close out the tape. And um, I just thank God for being able to read into and uh, being for more. Um, We just took a look here at briefly. That was really. one, you know, one thing I jumped around a little bit, but uh, we we had some prayer and um, went over the seven steps to deliverance. Anybody that's, you know, been uh, criminally put in any type of mind control program, uh, steps to deliverance, and we pray that each and every person reach the benefits 
of the uh, deliverance in the seven steps. So, you know, find yourself someone that can you can work with and pray with. Make sure you believe in the blood of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. Definitely ask for that Holy Spirit to enter into your life. Keep a very good relationship with the Most High God at all times. Pray. And, um, you know, and, uh, and, and most importantly, pray for the dismantling of these uh, mind control, these criminal mind control programmings that are torturing uh torturing people and um because uh I just feel sorry for the child or young adult or adult that has no knowledge about these type of criminal programs that are government funded. Um they just think they're, you know, going crazy and all along there's a bunch of Satanists uh, on a payroll, government-funded payroll, uh, you know, doing the work of Satan and should be facing murder charges because that's exactly what this program is. It's an assassination program. And I thank God for the privilege of prayer for the demise of that assassination program. And I thank God for the hedge of protection over my family and, and all the praying T.I.s that are going to be covered. But this is ridiculous in America that, you know, we have to sit and pray uh, for protection. That's not ridiculous because pray is always good. But as the only means of protection of a government-funded assassination program, which is Monarch, Illuminati, whatever you want to call it, six Satanists, mind control programming using torture as the means to create a slave. And my nephew's in the sick program. They torture him daily. And I bind and rebuke that torture demon. And I will start my fasting and praying, and I will prove the devil's a liar. I will do whatever it takes. But we're going to stop that torture program in the name of Jesus. I'm not Holy Spirit will use me to do what I have to do. So God bless you and anyone out there, other T.I.s being tortured, blacklisted, you know, this sick government-funded programs to curse people. It's some sick stuff. It's a lot to swallow. Stand, I'm going to stand on Ephesians, and no matter what, continue to stand. God kept us here not to drop us. And he has work for us to do, and we just have to pick up our cross and keep keep it moving. Take that cross on your back, bring that cross right to the bridge, cross on over, and show the devil that he's a liar. He's a liar from the pit of hell. God bless everybody, and good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.